Hi everyone, this is Chris from Conspiracy Crimes and Cannabis, and I'm just going to start this episode with a little bit of a disclaimer and a couple announcements. Um, one, me and Jess would absolutely love if you guys had any stories, any uh, maybe personal, murder-related or not, or uh, many cases you guys want us to um, to cover. Uh, we, please contact us through our email, uh, contact ccacpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is ccacpodcast, and our Twitter is ccac underscore podcast. Um, and if you enjoy the show, you know, please rate it five stars and send it to your friends who are into this kind of, these awful podcasts just like we are. And um, also, in this episode, my microphone uh, for a little bit towards the middle off and on for a little bit of time it starts to echo a little bit it's not the worst thing in the world it's definitely listenable i would not have put it out if it was not listenable um but it'll be fixed for next wednesday so anyways please enjoy the murder of tent girl Welcome to Conspiracy Crime and Cannabis. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, my wife, Jessica. Hi. And um, today, well, this would be our sixth episode, if it wasn't for the fact that yesterday, when we planned on making our actual fifth episode, we recorded, what, an hour and 20 minutes worth of, of audio, and it turned out it was crackling the entire time, so... Just completely wasted. And it was probably our best episode. It was probably the one we were the most on fire. I mean, we were, we were, I was spitting hilarious jokes because, you know, I'm like the best. And the case was awesome. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And the weed was good. It was just, God damn These it. These were all true things. I tried to edit it, but it was just unsalvageable. I mean, man, it sounded awful. That one doesn't count. It was a, I wish it, was it counted. Voodoo, but we'll bounce back. I wish it counted, because it was really good. Well, the yesterday's case was, well, yesterday's and the one we covered yesterday that didn't actually come to fruition was... Oh, this, this was the case that you were absolutely butchering, by the way. You could not even read your own handwriting. Yeah, because I wrote it in handwriting because I was at work, and I couldn't read any of the fucking handwriting because I was writing so quickly yes. in this tiny as a notebook. It was the body in the pond, aka the case of Zhang Zayu, a really crazy case from China, like an actual, like, I mean, right? That was, it was pretty crazy. It was crazy. I think we do need to come back and follow up on the topic because nobody knows what we're talking about. We definitely will. We'll reshoot I mean, it. We could just write lines down and rehearse yeah, it. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, we'll write a script act like we never did it. Yeah. We're like, oh my God. You're like, oh my God. For real? What a plot twist. Yeah, oh my God. I'll try to act surprised. <gasps> oh, oh my, my God. God. No. Wow, that was perfectly on sync. I can see both of our microphones picked up so loud. Oh, I can see it on the waveform. <laughs> but today's case, you know, I wasn't going to just redo the same case. I have a new case. It is called uh, the case of the tent girl. It's a Jane Doe case. That... So she's unknown. We don't know who she is to this well, day. Well, not to this day. Oh. She was not found or not identified for 30 years. She just recently So this was, was a cold case. It huh? was a cold case for 30 years. Like a two months under 30 years. 
It's wow. really interesting. But Cold f- cases are usually very interesting. They are. They, they have are a lot very of dead ends, and it's kind of hard to wrap up. But luckily, this one did get wrapped up, and um, it's interesting. It's definitely... it's. I'm glad that this wasn't the case that got fucked up. But also, I'm really bummed that that last case was fucked up, because I think that would have been our best case. Episode. Maybe I'll put it out eventually anyways, despite the crackle, should. the yeah. snap crackle pops. Give you a little taste of what we're hearing. Yeah, give you just a little, sn- a little uh, nibble. Snippet. A little snipper. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of snippers, did we pack the bowl? What? what I thought snipper? it made me think of snapper. I don't know. Oh. No, but we will get into the weed before we get into the case. Um, this tell week's them what we're strain. Smoking, yeah. yeah, I was just going to this tell week's them, strain. Tell is, the kids back at home. It's peanut butter breath. We're smoking peanut butter breath smalls. It's popcorn nugs. It's an ounce worth by B O B weed, not the rapper B O B. I don't. I think that guy oh, might have died. I, where yeah. the fuck did that guy go? He really became irrelevant. I, mean, I don't what, know. It's I, scary. Genuinely, where the fuck did that guy go? It's kind of scary when <laughs> someone falls off the map like that. Because you were so big. Maybe dude. I'll have to do the disappearance of Bob episode. That case. Like, I don't know. That's weird. That's strange. He was on those like the can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky? It's um, him, right? It's he's like he's the one that's like yeah. Because I can never turn you into a plane. Oh, another bad plane with the bad dreams. Falling planes in the night sky. I mean, kind of like that. That's like exactly how he sounds. Really? You think? Oh, I know. You haven't uh, heard much. No, I'm actually a huge B.O.B. fan. Oh, a closet B.O.B.? No, not closeted. I am, I mean, I'm straight homosexual B.O.B. fan. (laughs) (laughs) But let me get the bag for... Uh, this bud real quick and i'll tell you the thc percentage and i'll look up the genetics of the strain okay so this um this specific batch of peanut butter breath is testing in at uh 32.7 total cannabinoids and 32.19 thc and um it's a hybrid and the strain crosses are docido and uh mendo breath it is said to have a woodsy, herbaceous flavor profile, according to WeedMaps.com. So, uh, oh, and, and wait, it offers an improved mood, a mostly clear head, mostly clear. Not you're gonna, totally. You're, you're gonna, it's gonna be like opaque. It'll be like 50. No, wait, no, opaque is 50, translu- 50. Like translucent. Yeah, let's say yeah, translucent. Yeah. And a notable bodily, re- <laughs> notable bodily relaxation. Wow. This sounds like a winner. Yeah. So let's winner, winner, chicken. Well, I was dinner. gonna say let's bust it open, but I already did. But let's give her a sniff, right? A quick little sniff. Oh my god, that is woodsy and herbaceous. Holy shit, they wow. were not lying. They described it perfectly. It's good. It's very good. Oh god. It's good. They're not. I, it's get, really good. They're no. not gonna get. It is. There's this. I get this guy on my TikTok for you page that reviews fragrances, and like the only like. The only adjective he knows is good and great. It's so funny. It's like cinnamony. Yeah, he's like, he's always like, oh, it's, it's good. Cinnamon. It's very good. It's good. It's good. It's really, really good. It's <laughs> great. It's like got like a, like a cinnamon, like a it's cinnamon sexy. goodness. It's something for the date. Yeah, it's sexy. That's another one. He says sexy. All right. Well, I have some ground up, so 
Let's uh, pack. Well, let me dump out this old bowl because I didn't do it earlier. And let's pack up a new one. All right, we got a bowl packed up. But before we smoke this, we got we got something special on this one. And uh, what is it now? Well, you you already know, but uh -huh. you don't know that this is the thing I'm talking about. We got the the Puffco in here, the Puffco Peak. Wait. Now, why are we taking some dabs? Puffco's in the building. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, you're you lying. didn't invite Puffco. You're kidding. Uh, yes, I did, and he's about to walk through the door right now, <gasps> Mr. Puffco. Step on in. Oh, yes, it's me, Mr. Puffco. Is that I'm what he would sound dabs. like? Right, I'm here to do some dabs, give you some dabs. Is that what he would Today, we're, I'm going to be giving you watermelon OG. It's an indigo by Imperial Extracts. Maybe he Ah, thank be. you, Mr. Puffco. That's exactly what he sounds like, because it's him, of course. It's, it's not me. Does I'm... he have physical ID on him? Can I yeah, check yeah, yeah. his physical yeah, ID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Puffco. Um, so... Unfortunately, my scanner says that this is not a correct invalid okay. form of ID. Okay, all right, you got me. I lied. No, yeah. whatever. It was me the whole time. You but, gave me a different one. But we are going to be taking dabs today. Watermelon OG by Imperial Extracts. An indica. It's going to be fire. And we got a pen. The strain is, um, oh God, what is the strain? King Louis the Fourteenth OG. Now, we were going to take dabs on that episode that got fucked up that we recorded yesterday, but it, it was dead. Dabs, it was yeah. dead. We, had, we loaded up the dab, got it ready. We're hyping it up throughout the episode, and then I fucking turn it on, and it's dead. And I would not be surprised if that happened right now. But before we take That's the dabs, let's smoke this bowl. Wow, that was really good. That is, you know what? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That was woodsy and herbaceous. I won't lie to you. If we're like rating it on how woodsy and herbaceous it is, I would give that like a 10. It's got her dying, but I got the iron lungs over here. Yeah, no matter how long I could be smoking, it will always make me choke. When I was younger, I had problems, and I'm not 100% sure if it was asthma. I always thought it was, but I could, like, it was either asthma or just me being extremely out of shape, but I wasn't really, like, out of shape. That's the thing. So I just could never breathe properly. Like, I, I would, like, do anything, and I'd be out of fucking breath as a kid. But I don't know. It's weird. Once I started smoking, it started to go away, which I know it's not why. It's just, it's just weird that once you start smoking, it happens to go away. All right, I'm going to take my second rip. really good definitely doesn't keep its flavor as well throughout the bowl like some weed does but guys this ounce was $60 <laughs> what do you expect but I'll, I'll say for $60 an ounce it's nice dense but it tastes good and we'll get into the high after a few minutes but um but wow I mean it for the price god damn all right is the bowl out you could probably hit that one I hit it one more time but then we'll be uneven Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's pretty good. I don't know. All right, whatever. There is the crackhead hitting it if you want to even up. Oh, no. You sure you don't want <laughs> That would make oh, me sick. <coughs> oh, shit. That was a little rubber. Yeah, that was done. That was probably my biggest hit. That was probably why I took a kind of a big rip that time. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, are you feeling anything yet off of it? Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Um, I do smoke daily. Do my tolerance isn't as high because I don't smoke before or during work, and that's like a big 10-hour chunk of my day. So my tolerance is pretty fair for how, for considering I smoke every day. So it doesn't take me like a few bowls to feel anything, and I'm definitely feeling it. And uh, I feel warm. I feel like I'm being hugged. And I got to stop mouth clicking because I can see it popping up on the waveform on Audacity. Um, do you feel like you're being like, like you're wrapped in tape? Um, no. I feel, I feel like I'm wrapped in tape. I feel kind of just, um, spacey. I do feel really spacey, like I'm kind of spinning around slowly, like I'm on a merry-go-round almost. I don't know. I just know that what I feel, I'm like, high, and that's, like, my body registers it as normal now. This is, like, occupied capacity. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, a that's funny. All right, well, do you want to take the dabs now, or do you want to take them? I think let's take them after, huh? Yeah. All right. A little well, parting gift. We'll do. We'll start the case now, and then we'll get into our end of the episode conversation about life yes. and coochie nats, because they are back again. The return. Okay, this is the case of the tent girl. On May 17, 1968, the decomposing body of a woman was found near Route 25 in Georgetown, Kentucky. It was wrapped in a thick green canvas tent, the type used for a carnival tent. The body was found by a man named Wilbur Riddle, who was scavenging for glass insulators in the area. A police investigation followed, but for 30 years the body would never be identified. With no new information, she would be put to rest in 1971, still unidentified. Her headstone read, Tent Girl, found May 17, 1968, on U.S. Highway 25 North. Died about April 26 to May 3, 1968. Age about 16 to 19 years. Height 5 feet 1 inch. Weight 110 to 115 pounds. Reddish brown hair, unidentified. On the back side, there was a sketch of how she might have looked when alive. <clears throat> After Wilbur had found the body, he drove about two miles away to a gas station where he called the Scott County Sheriff, Bobby Vance. Bobby arrived with Deputy Jimmy Williams and the coroner, Kenneth Grant. When they tried to get close to cut the rope, Bobby stepped back and gagged. He told Jimmy, come here and smell this, to which he replied, there's only one odor in the world like that, and that's the stench of rotting human flesh. When the tarp was unraveled, it revealed what they had suspected. A badly decomposed body, her eyes had rotted away, and her skin had deteriorated. The body was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital in Lexington for the coroner's report. Detective Edward Cornett of the state police arrived an hour later from Frankfurt. The coroner told him, oh, you good? She's laying down. It's so funny. My back hurts. She's laying down. My back's hurting from leaning over this in the microphone. The coroner told him, we've just finished a preliminary autopsy. The victim was a white female, 16 to 19 years old, 5 feet 1 inch tall. It says 8 stone, but I don't know. That's English weight? Oh. <clears throat> oh, see, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Honey, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> she yeah. had... Sh 
She had short, reddish-brown hair and no identifying marks or scars. Edward asked if they had had any fingerprints, but the coroner told him they couldn't get them because she was too decomposed. Edward ordered one of the girl's fingers to be removed and soaked for a week in a specific chemical, which eventually, wait, eventually, <laughs> which eventually revealed a usable print. The Scott County attorney, Virgil Pryor, attempted to identify the woman. He called in Dr. Frank Cleveland, an Ohio coroner, to perform a final autopsy. They did find discoloration on the skull, however, there was still no definite cause of death. Harold Musser, a sketch artist and patrolman, produced a sketch of what she might have looked like before death. This was the sketch on the back of her tombstone, the one I was saying. It was posted in newspapers around the region, and it immediately caught wind. The girl was nicknamed Tent Girl, which is a name that is obviously still used today. Edward and his boss, Chief of Detectives Algin Roberts, were bombarded with calls and reports from people claiming to know the identity, but sadly they wouldn't pan out. However, on June 7, 1968, a big lead would come in from Sergeant Miller of the Maryland Police. He told Algin that he thinks he might know the identity of Tent Girl. He said they were searching for a missing 15-year-old girl named Debbie Crane, and she strongly resembled the sketch by Harold. Algin asked Sergeant Miller to get Debbie's family in for identification, and the sergeant got to work on it. Debbie was last seen on March 3, 1968, with her boyfriend, 17-year-old Carl Kobe, getting into a blue Chevrolet Corvair. Colby's older brother, 21-year-old Floyd, was also seen with them. The rope found tying the tarp together was sent off to the FBI for examination, and Debbie's dental records were obtained. The teeth proved to be similar to that of the tent girl, and the Colbys were part of a group that left town with Debbie. Their destination wasn't only an hour away from where tent girl was found. Sergeant Miller also told Algen that he believed Debbie was involved with drug addicts. On June 13th, Debbie's aunt arrived in Georgetown, but after two hours, they could not make identification due to the body being too badly decomposed. Apparently, her mother almost fainted, though, when seeing Harold's sketch because it was almost identical. Regardless of no identification, a nationwide alert was issued for the Colby brothers. A truck driver reported that two weeks before Tent Girl was found, he had seen two hitchhikers nearby the site. Someone else also backed up this claim, saying that he had picked up the two hitchhikers in the area. One was a girl in a gray sweater and a short skirt, who he said resembled Tent Girl. He said she appeared frightened and that the other guy hitchhiker was arguing with her the whole time, so eventually he kicked them out and watched them get picked up by another person and head towards Georgetown. Soon after, Sergeant Miller received an anonymous tip. The caller said, Debbie Crane ain't that tent girl. You want to find her, go to Bradford, Pennsylvania. She's alive as you are, and then the line dropped. On June 17th, they did just that, and sure enough, she was alive and well with her boyfriend. The couple was brought back to their home where they planned to get married. It was a happy ending for Debbie and her family, but not for the identification of the girl in the tent. The results from the lab at the FBI came back with nothing. Wow. <sighs> but there's still more. That's like, I think I'm like, I'm not a little under halfway through. But so, wait, there's more. But wait, guys, don't leave yet, because, guess what? This one's a screamer. Guys, this one's gonna have you spinning in your chairs. This one's gonna have this you one's gonna shitting have your toes. This one's gonna have you shitting in your pants when you find out this shit bricks. Wait, when you find out <laughs> this shit bricks. <laughs> I'm so high right now. It's actually like, I'm, I'm reading my, my words that I'm, I wrote down, but like, they're, they're like blending together. Like, I'm not even like, 
I don't even feel like I'm reading. I'm like on autopilot right now, but I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Alright, let's continue. This is in passive mode. Airplane mode. In Pennsylvania, another body of a young girl, that of 16-year-old Candace Clothier, was found dumped in a creek tied up in a tarp bag. She was reported missing on March 9th, 1968, after leaving her home around 8.30 p.m., but she wasn't found until April 13th. Anthony Fergione, the police chief of Northampton, Pennsylvania, immediately noticed the similarities between Candace and the tent girl's case, so he took time from his vacation to drive to Kentucky with his wife in order to find Candace's killer. He met with Edward Cornette to compare cases. He is quoted saying, Autopsy findings were the same in both cases. No identifiable cause of death. Both bodies showing a slight discoloration of the skin covering the skull in the same spot on the right side. Both corpses were wrapped in canvas bags and tied with rope from top to bottom, and the feet tucked under the torso. Both bodies had also been dumped off main roads near creeks and had remained undiscovered for four to six weeks. In finding the similarities, they came to the theory that Tent Girl might actually be from Pennsylvania, and so Anthony took the police sketch back home, but sadly no identifications could be made there either. On August 4th, Edward had another anonymous tip come in. The caller said, I know a girl who's the tent girl you've been looking for. She's a young kid that disappeared from Covington in late April, and then hung up. When investigated, this lead would turn out to be a dead end, as the girl was also found alive and well. Edward told reporters, Evidently, there are hundreds, perhaps thousands of teenagers who resemble the tent girl, but we're going to keep looking for the right one. After Harold was asked to make a second sketch, more leads would pop up, but all of them were shut down. In an American edition of Master Detective, Bobby Vance is quoted saying, This case has bothered me more than anything that has happened in my 12 years as sheriff. If we could only identify the tent girl, I'm sure we would find whoever caused her death. Any reader in any state who has some idea of who she is, please contact us right away. It is quite possible that she was killed somewhere else and brought here. Scott County Attorney Virgil Pryor is also quoted saying, Please accept my gratitude for the assistance Master Detective is lending our investigation. You are making it possible for us to broaden the scope of our search for the tent girl's identity. It is my sincere hope that one of your readers will recall some detail about the unidentified teenager we may have overlooked and provide the clue which will break this case. But after all of this, with no new leads, the body was buried. Tent Girl, found May 17th, 1968 on U.S. Highway 25 North, died about April 26 to May 3rd, 1968, age about 16 to 19 years old, height 5 feet 1 inch, weighed 110 to 115 pounds, reddish brown hair unidentified. No new leads would come in. Okay, so any thoughts so far, or should I keep going? I just... It's kind of scary how quick someone could just come up unidentified and, like... How long it can go on for. Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely is scary. I mean, to be fair, this is 1968, so technology wasn't as strong. And And back then, anyone could get away with this. It was a lot easier. No cameras weren't everywhere. There's no phones, you know... uh, it's just, it's harder to confirm things, so people, that even if they were suspects, were, they, they had a better chance of getting away with it, even mm. if they were suspected of it. Right. It's easier to get away with murder, just, or any crime, it really was. Um, Alright, let's continue. 
We're getting to the end, Jess. We're getting to the end. 20 years later, Wilbur Riddle, the man who found the body, moved to Livingston, Tennessee. At that point, he had a daughter, Lori, and she had a boyfriend and future husband, 17-year-old Todd Matthews. When Riddle told Todd about the case, he became obsessed with finding the identity of this woman. He studied newspaper cutouts from reports on the case. Something he noticed was that the FBI had also tested a white towel along with the rope, which they said was a baby's napkin. This made Todd believe that maybe the tent girl was someone older than they thought and possibly a mother. After getting nowhere with his case, requests to have her body exhumed being denied, the case ultimately started eating away his life and he even decided to make the 200 mile drive just to visit Tent Girl's grave. After technology started to advance and the internet started to become more popular, in 1992 Todd saved up and bought his own computer. He researched missing person reports for hours on end every day and became more and more obsessed with the case. He even had a picture of Tent Girl's gravestone hanging above his computer desk. Todd eventually created a website to help with the search, and he started to receive emails with tips, but sadly, none of them would help. One night in January 1998, while his wife and son were sleeping next to him, he stumbled upon something that got him very curious. An article that said, Lexington, 1967, Missing Girl. Someone named Rosemary Westbrook had posted an article with information on her missing sister, Barbara Ann Hackman Taylor, born December 1943. The article said, My sister Barbara has been missing from our family since the latter part of 1967. She has brown hair, brown eyes, is around 5 feet 2 inches tall, and was last seen in the Lexington, Kentucky area. If you have any information, please contact me at the address posted. And immediately, Todd knew that this could possibly be the tent girl. He got a hold of Rosemary, who said that her sister was a 24-year-old mother of a daughter who vanished in December 1967. She worked at a restaurant in Lexington, and she was married to George Earl Taylor, who happened to work at a carnival. None of her family knew she was in Kentucky at the time, so no one had reported her missing in Kentucky. Another one of her sisters had ended up filing a report in Florida, though, which was the last state that she was known to be in. Her husband, George has said that she had run away with another man. Finally, with new information, Todd convinced officials to exhume the body of Tent Girl on March 2, 1998. In new findings, new reports said that the Tent Girl was actually somewhere between 20 and 30 years old, and when Rosemary's DNA was tested, it showed that it was a genetic match for the girl. This meant that Tent Girl was in fact identified officially as Barbara Ann Hackman Taylor, and she was given a new headstone with her real name. Authority believe, authority believe, authorities believe that her husband George was the killer, but sadly we will never know because he passed away from cancer 10 years after the murder in October of 1987. Todd also believes that George Earl Taylor's story that Barbara left him for another man is a cover, but he also says that Barbara's death could indeed be an accident. disagree with it being an accident well he does think that it is he does think that it is the husband so it's not like yeah he's I, just saying it could be because officially it has to be rules an accident because there's no signs of a homicide but i do think well not there's not there's no signs well i guess no wait a minute no how could it be she was wrapped up in a tent 
Yeah. Wait, how could it be a an X or not? Yeah, what? That doesn't make sense. With a rope around? Uh, okay, that doesn't make sense. But, um... Her that's husband not, killed her. That's another thing. He was a carnival worker, and the tent that she was wrapped up in was for a carnival tent. So that alone is crazy. And something that I didn't find in the sources I used, but I did know this from another podcast I had listened to on this, was that her he actually had another wife before her that supposedly also left him for another man. And I find that very, very weird. I find that interesting that is, as well. That's not this man uh, sounds like he has some problems. There's a we'll bunch of We'll never know though because he's I mean he's dead and it's sad, but it's it's the big silver lining is that she did eventually get identified. I agree. It was really sad to hear all these years of her going unidentified it, it, and those families not having closure. Thirty years as a Jane Doe, the chances of you being identified is so rare, and it just shows that literally one person, like if that, if Wilbur Riddle, if he wasn't the one that had found the body, he wouldn't have twenty years later had a son-in-law that just happened to be obsessed with the case, and for almost ten years, almost ruined his marriage by obsessing over the case, and it ended up paying off because he found. Who he this girl found, was yeah. and b- brought closure to the family who had been searching for their daughter and their sister. I'd say it was for 30 worth years. it. It was very worth it. And um, they are happily married now. I looked that up. And so, yeah, I, it's just very interesting. Very, and very interesting. I think that's a great case. And it's a great, it's a great case to show that if you even think you might have the tiniest bit of information, like if you might know, notice something in a case that someone else hasn't noticed a cold case. Even if you're just some random person, you know, it does take it a does fresh matter. set of eyes. It does, and it really matters to uh, to go out there and give your input because it it can solve a case just like this one did. Exactly. And I think it's just a little bit of effort and time could go a long way. Yeah, it's great. In a perfect world. And if I'm not mistaken, Todd. The guy who found it ended up being a co-founder of Crime Stoppers. Do you know wow. Crime Stoppers? Yeah, that's a huge, huge, one. huge. So I, I, that might be wrong. Uh, if I am, someone please let me know. But yeah, I think that's really interesting. It's really great. Todd's a literal fucking hero. Yes, he saved the day. All right, you want to take some dabs? Let's do it. So, it's on red battery, but there it was charging for like an hour. So, I did say it w- it might be dead. It was charging for like an hour and a half. So, there's got to be like two dabs in there, right? No. Well, let's check. Let's try it. We got Watermelon OG by Imperial Extracts. I don't have the box, but it's been testing. And I think it was testing around like 83%. It's a sugar, sugar, right? It's sugar or diamonds? I can't remember. It, they, I think they said it was diamonds, but it's got like more of like a sugar consistency. I but, think it's it's it has a little bit of sugar to it. Oh, okay, I got. I had to go roll over and grab it. All right, I'm gonna take a nice booger. And uh, I mean, what's been happening? Let's see. I think I'm. I can't remember if I talked about this on the last one, which, if you don't remember, was the Kendrick Johnson one. Um, I, we I finally watched Fight Club. I had finished the book and we watched the movie. We watched it with my sister. It was great. 
obviously. It's a classic for a reason, because it's fucking awesome. I do like the book a little bit better, but... Tiny bit better. Just just a tiny bit. Only because the ending. I prefer the ending of the book better. But other than that, fucking great. I mean, what are you gonna do, you know? Yeah, and I'm halfway into reading Clockwork Orange. I'm very excited. Very excited to finish this book and uh, to watch the movie. I just found out I was on HBO Max, so <gasps> I've gotta hurry up. And we gotta fucking get on it. Um, What else have I... We watched... Um, we You started... An HBO documentary about Adnan, oh. because you are totally, you are Adnan is guilty team, firm believer Adnan is guilty, and I'm a, I'm not like firm, I'm like, I'm like a dry sponge where you can like kind of squish me still, but like I'm mostly pretty firm, like I'm pretty like that consistency on Adnan is innocent. But um, I'd say you're pretty... Regardless of whether or not... Can you agree with me that regardless of whether or not he's guilty or not, he should not have been convicted on the evidence that was against him, which was really nothing? In order to convict, you need a motive, you need evidence, and you need a There's... weapon or, a, like, you know, some type of thing tying you You there. can't go off, off... You can't convict someone off the hearsay of one liar. Clear liar. And maybe he, he obviously knows something, he... but... There's a couple things, only two things, where he was telling the truth, and that shed a little light on me that he knows something and he's not telling anyone, or he's like, I, I, I don't know, just, I, there's no way he made that up, talking about strangling like he... someone, and then they come out and say that she was strangled. Okay, Jess, 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 here, here's the thing, you're saying that he said she was strangled and then they came out, no. They came out with the fact that she was strangled, and then Chris, he said that. Jen even said the night that she picked him up from the mall. Oh, 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 okay. He told okay, her okay, 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 straight up. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I thought, I, I I thought you were saying he, with a taped know, confession, with a taped confession. This is how I think a lot of information could get minced together, and then some lines get very blurred about what actually happened. I would just like to, like, browse the the actual documents and be, like, you know, nosy about what people said and what actually happened. I think there's vital facts that aren't being told or, you know, I don't know. I agree with everything you're saying, but I just lean in the other direction when it comes to the whether he's not, he's guilty. But and I think is you're saying you want to look at all the documents, but people that have poured through documents for years, almost all of them say he's innocent. Like they have poured through the documents, and they say most because the general consensus is that he is is innocent. I would say it's like seventy thirty. And you you finished serial. We actually just finished serial. Well, I've this is my third time listening to it. Uh huh. So but you finished it for the first time, and after that you were f completely never changing that he was innocent at all none of what he said and how he represented his case made me think that he wasn't like you know i mean i was for sure because i don't know it, things just didn't play out in the same order and he would start taking things back too 
Like, he would start retracting statements, changing his story, and that what? looked a little shady, Wait, too. Wait, when did he... Oh, with the car thing? Asking yeah. for a ride? Yes. That's, like, the only thing I can think of That's that he changed. That's the really shady thing. And why that, out of anything, are you going to change it? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't When know. three people witnessed him ask, like, that's shady. Yeah. So both of them, in a way, aren't telling the truth about that anything. That is weird to me. That is, because here's the thing. It's not like I don't think there's anything that makes him look guilty. I just don't think that he is. Because I think if you look into a lot of people, like Don, you know, all that shit with his work looks way more guilty than still with Adnan. But I don't think Don did it. But everyone, there's a lot of people that can look guilty. I think that there's different reasons why the time cards and the numbers, the employee numbers I were don't fucked know. up. I that's weird. I that think that only there was that a different day, reason for that. Only that one day, the day I don't he was know. killed. And, and it's the fact weird that they that couldn't get a hold get of him until one thirty in the morning when they're saying that she might have been actually buried around midnight, one to one. It's Come on, it's, that's a little weird. A little weird, Donnie boy, Donnie Darko, come on. I, Just fess up, buddy. Just fess up. I think Adnan was extremely jealous and hurt by the fact that, yeah, hey... I don't think he was I don't buy the alibi. And almost, that's like... Uh, I don't buy the alibi, but hey. Uh, not that I think it... No, obviously, that can be... A, so listen. That, that is a, hey. He went to track practice that day and had nothing special to come back with. Usually after every day, there is at least, like, one fucking thing you can summarize the day up with. Your headliner for that day. And it's so convenient Whoa. for him, he doesn't remember that fucking day at all. And he's stoned all day, so I guess that that's a feasible excuse to use, right? It kind of is, because I'll be honest. I really don't Because here's the thing, you're telling so. me, okay, can you tell me what you were doing on the 28th of August? Tell me. I was probably at work that probably. day. Probably. I was probably at work that day. Well, and I had just started school that week, so I may have been at school too. I was it a was it a Wednesday school. or a Monday? I don't see know. because I could try to pin pin it down in my head. Yes. And I have a paper you're schedule. Saying, look at you're smiling because I'm calling you right now. Because listen, you No, because I'm saying no. you really can pick no. apart your day. It, yes, yes, and but when you're it's saying, a huge probably, day of importance. I probably was at school that day. I may have. And that's the thing. Adnan was saying I probably was at track practice. I may have been at school. I, I thought it I was could. very declared but, that he did go to track practice. Yes, he did. So, and Jay says that he took him to track practice, yes. too. So that's another detail that adds saying, up. When, like, when, when you're like, I'm asking you to explain a day that was like a week ago week and a half and that that day if it really was not like a special day then i can tell you what like, i was doing from 4 30 to 8 and i could tell you what i was most likely you? Do doing you know for most likely that's the thing see? doing from 10 a.m to maybe three do you know for sure if it was one of those days if, if school I'm, day what if you were off that day i'm 90 percent positive 90 percent positive yep guys hear this She's just proving my point every second. Ednan is innocent. No, he's not. I think so. But next topic. We've debated about this for hours and hours it's and hours. It's an ongoing debate. It is, an, it is definitely an ongoing debate, and I the case just needs to be solved already. Come on. At Jay, this point, just fucking own your shit. Adnan, you know some shit. Stop just being sit. a male manipulator. I don't Grow know. Up. I think Jay might be the male manipulator. 
Jay Wild. Fits it's in his that name. Profile. He's wild. Wild Jay. Adnan fits the profile, hun. I don't know about that one, but let's just continue from there. Let's just take a dab. I got a dab. I got a fat dab actually loaded up right now. It is fucking huge. It is a glob. Take it's, the booger. It, it's like, you know, when you wake up with, like, ice crystals in your fucking nose? It's, oh, and they're, yeah. like, huge. It's like one of those. I can't. All right. Let's see. Is it dead? Grand reveal? It's not dead. It's taking a while to heat up. But it probably won't sound like it took a while to heat up because I cut out a lot of the blank parts when I... Oh, it's, it's done. Oh my god, this thing hits so fucking hard. Alright, I think it's done. Oh my god. That's good. That is good. It is good. It's good. It's, it's good. It's very, very good. It's very, very great. It's good. It's good. It's like a cinnamon. It's, it's like a cinnamon deliciousness with like a more cinnamon. It's like really good. It's like really good. It's like great got a greatness to it. And that's my review of Watermelon OG by Imperial Extract. Oh, God. Mm, it actually went down the hatch pretty smooth, considering it's a dab. And, you know, dabs can be pretty fucking hard. They're a tough beast to conquer. They definitely are a tough cock to don conquer. Donker. To donker? <laughs> you almost delivered it. Well, we gotta let the, um, the Ebert the cool down. So while it cools down, let's talk about some more shit. You want to rip the pen for compensation? Oh, it's okay. No, well, you're gonna rip the pen anyway, so give it, uh, I'll take the pen. Guys, I, I, I'm probably gonna end up, I, I was gonna put a disclaimer at the beginning, the beginning of this episode, like, just saying, like, hey, I was gonna say what I'm gonna say right now, basically. But I'm gonna say it again, if you're still listening, which you are fucking awesome, but, um, yeah, she just ripped the pen. She's dying. Remember, look, look away. You're making it clip really hard. Don't look down, look left, or behind you. Um, please email us, like, stories that have happened to you, or cases that you know, or... Where you peed your pants. What, no, no, like, murder stories, or... I or, hear the juicy Or, tea. hey, if you got some funny fucking stories, just send us your way. Honestly, send us anything. Contact ccacpodcast at gmail.com. Just don't send me any, uh, don't send me any, like, uh, sex solicitation, uh, requests, guys. I'm gay, okay? So only do it if you're a man. And this is my wife, Jessica, my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, scary. We almost just lost the entire episode. Could you imagine if a whole second episode got lost in a row? I probably would've just quit the fucking podcast right there. Yeah, our setup is pretty ghetto, honestly. We just got two... The mics are decent, but it's just two condenser mics. We got a little ta a little table next to us with our weed stuff. And a laptop on the floor. It's on the floor to avoid uh, getting any background noise from the air. We're just running off of energy and we're just Yeah, I'm just running off of... Uh, weed and oxygen. Can you hand me the... And, like, soda. Do you think that the... Yeah, well, it's well, you still think it's cool hot. enough? You think it's cool enough? Well, let's see. Let's give her a touch. It's oh, too hot. that is too hot. It's gonna melt right away. Well, we were on the topic of, you know, we were talking about things we've been watching recently and media. I is would there like anything to else? Talk about. Wait, get a little closer. You might be. I, I I do have a subject to bring up that recently I have been looking into as of today. 
I really wanted to know about Jeanette McCurdy's book. Oh, yeah, you've been talking about that a lot, specifically today. I think you might mention it yesterday, too. You really want to read it. No, it was just today because I finally heard all the hubbub. The hubbub? Yeah. It sounds like a lot of hoopla. I truly had no idea any of the stress. I, 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 I didn't really honestly know what it, like her backstory until you kind of gave me the TLDR rundown today, but it sounds pretty crazy, and I've been reading a lot of books, so maybe that'll be one I gotta pick up. You should read it or get an, or get an audiobook of it. I would really love to, because in some ways it's just... I, I love the humor behind it. Um... She she says in one. Just, when you I'm sorry. When you said that, I in, I thought I had like a PTSD, not PTSD flashback, because it's funny. It's a good memory of the Eric Andre interview with her, and then she's like, she's like, oh, he says something. He's like, what? Why did you post this? And it's a picture, and it's like of Obama, and he's like butt naked, spread eagle with his cock out. That's hilarious. Remember? Do you remember that? I faintly feel oh like. Oh my I god! Did. I gotta show you that. That's just so funny. I, I feel like, oh, oh, yeah, you also started kind of, because, okay, I'm the one that's into podcasts, and making the podcast was my idea, and I really want to do it with you, but you're not really like a podcast consumer, you just are kind of down to do this with me, because we both are into true crime, but I've been getting you into podcasts, and like I said, you finished Serial Season 1, but you just finished the three-part Alistair Crowley. On Alistair Crowley by Last Podcast on the Left, and you like them, right? Like, they're they're fucking hilarious. I, I really was interested in the topic of discussion already, but their humor and the accent, and it was just really funny to listen to and just fun. Now, surprisingly, I don't know any, really anything about Alistair Crowley, at least not anything that you have told me, so it's definitely something I got to listen to, because you kind of listened to that without me while you were at work. But I just, I started listening to the uh, Alfonso Cast oh, Castello? No, this is so wrong. I'm butchering it. Let me look. Yeah, you got to hear some of the stories they talk about. Oh, yeah, I can't find my phone. But it's really good, and it sounds very similar to Aleister Crowley. And that, they even actually say that, that in the, the first part. I've only heard the first part, like two hours each. The three-parter. It's a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, no, no one on the podcast is going to get that. That's a little inside joke, okay? You guys wouldn't get it, all right? It's an inside joke, a family joke, all right? You don't even ask about it. It's none of your business. It's pretty private. If, hey, guess what? You can't sit with Fuck us. Fuck off. <laughs> but it's really interesting, and I got to listen to part two, but I kind of saved my longer podcast for work. And it's my weekend right now. It was so sad. I blew through that three-parter, and I was depressed, had nothing else to listen y to. Yeah, you have nothing else to listen to except the fact that they have, like, f over 500 fucking episodes on, like, a million different topics. Yeah, but I'd have to scroll through and find somebody. Just do it and... while you're in bed, while we're laying in bed one night, and then you just I scroll guess. through. What do you guess? It takes, like, two <sighs> seconds. Oh, my God. Guys, these are the words of a lazy person committing the sin of sloth. And Jesus will smite laundry? you to the ground. Did you fold the laundry Jesus today? Be, did I fold laundry today? Oh, uh, you know what? You know what? I actually you said no because I'm the man and it's my day off and I'm going to rest and do man stuff. Like play League of Legends <gasps> and smoke weed. I do. I do actually on, on my days off. I smoke. That's, that's when I smoke the most because I'm off and I get higher any other day than I do. And 
and I, I'm an indica person, so I get a little bit on the uh, more comfy side. I'll say I'm not gonna say lazy, but I like to, I like to relax. The sloth side. No, I think that's you. Uh, they actually, you know, the classic saying: only one person in the marriage can sin, and we've already established that you're a sinner. So we know that clearly because um, you're gay and you're sloth. So. Vanity is a sin, um, honey. Oh, well, uh, no, so I don't know that. I'm actually the best and I would never sin because I'm a perfect person, perfect soul. And I'm Adam. I've accepted. Reincarnated. That we are meant to sin. So sin it up, baby. All right, fine. I admit it. I may have sinned. I peed in your I peed in your drink this morning. I didn't tell you. That's what this is. It's delicious. Oh Keep God, filling it I up. Oh I'll pay God. you for this. Oh, my goodness. This is delicious. I'm finding out new shit about you every day. No wonder my lips are burning. No, I, I, I actually feel the most nourished and moisturized <laughs> I've ever been. You're like, God, why is my... My Coca-Cola darker than normal. Yeah, it looks black, like pitch yeah, black. black. There's no bubbles. It's like rotting <laughs> no, it's through the bubbles. can. Like battery acid. Is this cherry Coke? It's kind of red. Yeah, I don't know why it tastes bitter, but I kind of like the tang. It's all right. I kind of like the tang. It's sweet and sour. It tastes like a bu- <laughs> It's a Sour Patch Kid. Oh my god. Fuck off. This is awful. This is so gross. Uh, how long have we been going? We've been going for like 55 minutes, and my guess is in the actual podcast, this will be around. Like, what was that? I got like a frog in my throat. Are you, you okay? hear that? I was like, this will Are you okay? <laughs> this will probably be around like 45 minutes in the, in the podcast, because we haven't had that much that we've needed to cut out so far. Just a little bit of, like, when I had to plug in the laptop, I took a second, and, um, yeah, so I don't know. But I, we're going pretty good. I went okay. I think last episode was like our best episode yet, but this might be our new best episode yet. I think we're kind of getting into the vibe, the flow. I mean, I'm I'm pumping these scripts out like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you wouldn't even believe. I mean, I'm ki- I'm killing it. I'm killing it, and I'm kissing it, and I'm licking it. Chris is going crazy. Lick it and stamp it. Send it off to France. I got ants inside my pants. Wow. Fuck yeah. Those were some Wasn't bars. that sick? God, that dab's hitting me. Oh shit, you gotta take a dab. It's cool enough, baby. Let's take it. Where's the, um... There's the wax, but I can't find the dab tool. Leave it up to Chris to lose everything. Hey, <laughs> leave it up to you to fuck off. Yeah. Where's the tool? I don't know. Use oh your fingies. No, oh, that's gross. Um. Oh, it's on the bed. Yeah, we're in a bedroom right now. The desk that we have is like really low to the ground. We got to get like a new taller one to use. So I don't have to. I feel like my fucking tailbone's about to snap in half because I have to bend over to talk into the mic. And we've been going for like an hour. I've been like bent over like fucking Quasimodo for the better part of a goddamn hour. And fuck, that's a big dab. I took. A, I probably took that same size though. Honestly, mine was fat as frick. You know what? I didn't come prepared enough because I don't have any water, and I could go for some water. Could you grab me one? You want a water? Yeah. Well, Give me your phone. let's do, let's, uh, I'm gonna, I'll fill up the hydro flask after we do the episode, because it's, it's empty right now, I just bring it in, but it's gonna take like five minutes, and that's so lame. Let's do it after. We'll probably, we'll probably wrap up soon. It's heating up. Alright guys, we got the puffco, it's been heating up. Been going for around five seconds now, waiting for the vibration to come in, she's nodding her head. Puffco in her hands. 
Waiting for the beep, waiting for the beep. Oh, there it goes. Cheers and down the hatch. Watermelon OG by Imperial Extracts. Ooh, fat first trip. Let's see how the second one's gonna take her. Oh, even bigger, guys. It is heating up and heating up and it's milking up, guys. We're getting nice, thick white clouds. Well, onto her fifth rip. Wow. Wow. Getting nice pulls all around. Seventh rip, guys. Oh, and already <coughs> onto the eighth. Getting her, getting down to her first cough, second cough, ninth rip, guys. She's gonna third cough. She's gonna keep going. Six, seven coughs. Down to her tenth pull, guys. Is she gonna hit the world record? Oh my God, going to eleven. We have, everyone knows the world record's fourteen. Twelve pulls. Ah, and it's starting to run out. Oh, 13, can she do it? Oh, she caps out at 13, and guys, she's not going to make the world record this time, but maybe she will next Wednesday on the next episode. Did you like the commentary? Yeah. Entertainment. Can't have any dead air. Fine dining and eating. <laughs> wait, fine dining. Wait, I want to come to you. Wait, wait, no, wait. I would love to come to your restaurant tonight. <coughs> tonight? That's so funny. We're going to watch SpongeBob. I actually this. was just going to say, can we please end the podcast and go watch SpongeBob? <coughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I have more topics to talk about, but you know what? We'll just save them for when we record another save one. It for later. We'll save it for the next for next Wednesday, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, share it with friends that like true crime and are also fucking weirdos and that also like shitty podcasts. Um, yeah, I mean, more can't the get, merrier. Yeah, rate us five stars, this. make a second account, rate us five stars, and guys, make a third account. All right? And just do it over and over and over again until we're the top rated. And if it doesn't happen, well, I'm going to quit. No, it'll happen. We're already there. You know? We already are in we the top three. We are the three. best podcast. Yeah, we're, we are all. number one Guinness Book World Records best world record podcast of all time. We're so, pretty good. 2023. So I don't know. That's pretty good, guys. I think but we're on fire. Send us your stories, murder stories, funny stories, any kind of thing like that. Send us cases you think we should do uh, to our email. Uh, contact ccacpodcast at gmail.com. And, um, <clears throat> Or you can uh, send them to us through Twitter at CCAC underscore podcast and on Instagram at CCAC podcast. Uh, I'm working on a website soon so that when, uh, when once I get that up and running, you'll be able to go through all of the cases we've covered and um, look at photos of the crime scenes and uh, things like that. And you can find our sources. And it's going to be cool. So I'm really excited. And uh uh, this went pretty well. This is a good fifth episode, even though it should have been our sixth, guys. You should have been hearing this one next Wednesday, but we had to kind of rush this one out. I think it'd be good to put the other one out, so it, regardless. Maybe I'll put out, hey, if we, do, if we get enough listeners, I'll do a Patreon, and that can be a little bonus episode. A bonus Jonas. Um, yeah, the little bonus Jonas with the Joe Jonas brothers. Yep. Um, but yeah, send, send us your guys' stories. That'd be awesome. Follow us, share the podcast if you like it rated, and... Uh, Let's go watch Spongebob and Let's eat. Go. I'm hungry. You Let's hungry? Go. I got the munchies. Let's fucking get out of here. All right. Bye, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Three, two, one. Bye. 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 Bye.